hello, listeners. Welcome to episode 32 of Sound Pollution. You will notice I also dropped episode 30 today as well, which is a bonus music-only episode featuring the artists of the winter season. In this episode, I got to interview Sidechain, a country duo from Portland, Oregon. We are going to be discussing the stories behind two of their tracks, their inspirations, what got them started in music, and openly judging each other's drinking habits in our 30s. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, listeners, so I'm here with Sidechain. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quick? I'm David. Uh, Lead vocals. Well, I guess we share. So it's whatever. Vocals, piano. Hey, and uh, I'm Joey, and I play guitar and sing. How long have you guys been together? Um, Privately or publicly? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, so me and Joey have actually been playing together musically for 13 years. Oh, wow. Uh, Yes, sophomore year of high school, right? Uh, Junior year. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I carry all the dates. He doesn't seem to remember. Yeah, yeah. So we did that. We we played in multiple bands together. Um, so we this has been an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with sidechain, sidechain's very very new. It's it was me. It was me really understanding that I've played all these other genres and one that I love more than a lot of them. I never touched, and it was country music. I I had I called Joey and Joey was in right away. He heard a couple ideas and we just started banging away, man. And now we've got a couple of great songs that are ready to go and pretty cool. So, so he didn't even hesitate. Why did you take so long to do country music? What what held you back? Uh, me personally, I think it was just because I guess the people around me didn't. When I got to high school, it was really because of Joey that I ever got into music on my own. Joey was already in a band, uh, <laughs> and they needed a vocalist. Not a very good one, but yeah, it was a band. <laughs> it was practice. A- yeah. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> At that point, we had just realized that we work really well together and all that. But we we were in love with pop rock. At our age... Uh, it was it was all pop rock, Fall Out Boy, Panic. It's that uh, that teen angst that we all carry. Right. With us, you know, yeah, we were right. That I still carry to this that. day. You know. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll <laughs> so take an what? Avril Lavigne song any day. I still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Everybody still needs to scream in their room once in a while. Right. Um. So that's you know that's where we were at and that's what we always played. We we had a band in the past uh called Splash Attack and. It was like a high school hero type of band, you know. Everybody in high school supported us and, and was really cool. We got to play the circuit for a bit as as kids. And it felt really good. We put out a record, and it's incredible to listen back on that and hear how high-pitched mine and Joey's voices are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. still out? Can you still oh, be yeah. listening to it? Oh, oh yeah. Really? Hey, drop the name of that so people can go find it. <laughs> Splash Attack. Uh, it's on SoundCloud.com slash Splash Attack. So, I mean, we that's what, what our interest was forever. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, Joey's played all kinds of different genres, too. And I don't think country was just ever on the line for us. Like, it was never an option. 
Well, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I certainly didn't growing up listen to country music a lot. So it was, um, you know, it was kind of awakening for me to start actually listening to music. And then I realized, you know, one of the strengths in country music is the, the vocal harmony. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that was I think it still is mine and David's probably greatest strength is our ability to, you know, play with vocal harmonies and incorporate them into our music. So. So you guys have been playing off and on together for a while. Sounds like you've been playing music for a while. When did you start playing music just for yourself? When was there was there like a moment where you were like, this is what I have to do? No, I mean, I I certainly it was uh, I think I was like 14 when I first got a guitar. 12, or 12, 13 or 14. I don't remember. But um, yeah, you know, I was in a sports all high school and or all of my young childhood and i made the switch and started getting into music started you know seeing bands that i was interested in and the whole emo stage and all that so i got into that and um it just looked like so much fun it's all these kids that looked like me that were doing you know music that was fun to play and it was something that i wanted to get involved in so yeah probably 14 yeah uh i think for me it was later it was once we had gotten our 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 band together in high school it's where it kind of hit for me like okay i i don't want to do anything else i want to play music i didn't know necessarily uh if i was going to stick to one thing or not but i knew that it had to involve music how long have you been writing though oh geez um i wrote my first i wrote my first rap when i was like eight years old with my dad on a on an old Casio keyboard, and nice. pre-made pre-made beats uh, that you hit a button and it's a, and it's just steady like that. And I I put together pre-made chords. You hit a button on the keyboard and it's already got the chord there. And so I I wrote a rap and my dad had kind of like heard me working on it. So he comes in and my dad's a also a big musician and uh, he sat down and helped me like structure a song you need a verse and a chorus and and there needs to be a bridge to separate the hook from the ending and and whatever Mm -hmm. else and that's how i learned that what about you uh i think yeah Uh, once i learned a couple chords i think i probably wrote my first song that i don't remember um i remember posting it on (laughs) i think it was on pure volume at the time or I think I posted it on Pure Volume and MySpace, and I remember I got a comment oh, from some space. random, yeah, some random person commented and was like, "Your voice is bad," and I was like, "Ah, cool, so I'm not gonna play music ever again." So, oh. <laughs> oh, no. so you know, it, it was it was rough to read that as like your first song out there, and I was like, "Yeah," and then you know, my voice developed, I developed as a musician, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that I didn't just quit then and. <laughs> when I got my first negative comment, that's for sure. Like MySpace is a new thing now again. Yeah, right. it is. It's, it's all back. music too. It's crazy. Timberland, I just wish they wouldn't have lost like, all like, my music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, my old my old MySpace. I spent so much time trying to learn how to quote unquote code, get like the perfect background, and I had like poetry on there, and it's gone. That's how that's how we learned HTML coding. It was, <laughs> it really? It was MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, no, I miss it. Uh, shout out, shout out, MySpace, top four. I used to get in trouble all the time in school because uh, I had, I didn't want you know a top eight or a top ten. Lots of lots of people taking up space at a top four, and if the top four changed, people would get upset. <laughs> Terrible time. 
what would you say uh, inspires you musically? As a group or individually? Both. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, for for us as a group musically, um, I think we just both have such eclectic tastes in music. Like we all, we both listen to you know a lot of the same music. We also listen to a lot of different music. So I think we both bring you know different styles to the table. Whereas I'm more of the you know pop punk. That's my so I like more upbeat and you know faster stuff and. I just recently have had to like try and slow songs down because, you know, not everything has to be, you know, a punk beat. It can, you know, you can kind of relax a little bit and make some good music with it too. So, um, yeah. You're allowed to have other feelings besides angst. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm still learning that. I got to I got to work through that. Um, but I think yeah, just musically I think I mean Florida George Line obviously we draw parallels right. with them just because of their you know, vocal harmonies and to their two singer approach. But, um, but yeah, just, I think we just have such a, we're, we're not a classic country band. We're not a pop country band. We're just, we just make music that we like making. Yeah. I mean, like if I had to classify our style of country, I guess there's been a new kind of age movement in country recently with artists like uh, Luke Combs, you know, Luke Bryan, even, I feel like Luke Bryan kind of started it. It's almost like a frat boy country that is kind of coming in. It's very pop. It's very edgy. It's not like modern country. And so that's kind of like this new thing that's going in. Aaron Forrest is kind of getting into it. Uh, Ryan Hurd. It's that same kind of style. And I think we're kind of falling into that train. Now, I don't I don't want to pin us there. But being able to fuse uh, Casey Musgraves is like the number one oh. girl to do it where she's taking country and taking disco and taking pop and taking, you know, she took, um, she would, she, some of that stuff was inspired from the sixties Woodstock, you know, and, mm-hmm. and she's incorporating all these things into her country record. I mean, that's why I won a Grammy, you know, she's one of my favorite songwriters right now. And she's incredible. Uh, ask Joey, number one played on my Spotify the last two years. That's true. Casey Musgraves. Her wordplay also is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's got a good team behind her, too. And and just the stuff that she comes up with. I mean, she wrote her intro record with, uh, oh, what's his name? From One Direction. Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Just to be able to, to open up and work with great writers and do those things. It's That's what I love about this now is, like, finally jumping into country music. It's not just about what me and Joey can write there are times where we're going to be working with eight, 10 other people because country music is not just written one person. It's three chords and the truth. Sometimes that truth comes from multiple people and it's different just perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible to hear it all and to get a team to, I mean, imagine one artist writing a hit song, you get a team of great artists. That song is powerful. So it's, it's really exciting. So speaking of songwriting, why don't you tell me how the runaround came about? I know it's going to be, it's your first single. Yes, it was released on the 5th of March. This was an accident, honestly. The song was a complete accident. Um, Ever since it came out, people always kind of ask, like, who is it about? Because, you know, every heartbreak song or anything like that. Right, the unrequited love song. Yeah, it's got to be influenced by somebody at some point. And really this 
this wasn't. It was it was just kind of the best way to put it, I guess, in my brain is you're you're speaking on the man's heartache of wanting to love somebody and that somebody just isn't giving back the full hundred anymore. And you can feel it kind of slipping. And the more that you feel it, the more that she you're just realizing that she's a free bird. She is uh, she's she's going to call her own shots and she's going to do what she wants to do. Which is actually very liberating now, because back then, like, uh, well, back in the day, I guess, like, women women didn't just get to make moves like that. Like, right. man held women down, and marriage was that, and that, you know, man made the money, woman stayed at home. And this is kind of like that liberating effect of, like, she just wants to be free and run around and do her own thing, and that's all right, you know? And, and there's this kind of like liberation tied into it. And that's kind of where I came from writing it. Right on. Yeah, I mean, uh, David sent me, I think, the first verse in the chorus just before we were even really working on the project like 100%, just as like a, hey, this is this idea I had. And I heard it and, you know, I immediately just started writing just because it was, I, I just loved what I had heard. Um, I loved the idea that he had come up with and uh, wanted to kind of, make sure that what I wrote was in line with, you know, his ideas and his visions for the song. So um, I think that's where my verse really came from was just, you know, I wanted to stay in his lane, but all, all, at the same time, you know, try and make it a relatable story and try and be a little funny with it and just have fun. That's all I wanted to do. Well, it turned out really, really good. This feels like something I would hear on the radio right now. Appreciate that. Maybe it was my fault. Before we walked, we lost before we fought, and now our time is up. up the wrong tree but she grabbed me by the car hard whispered about a fresh start get her out the 503 on the run just like she's meant to be will we make it till the end will we fake it till we're dead will you keep on telling stories or just ignoring it whose clothes has she been in this morning when she woke up way past in in the bed with another man yeah pretend 
Yeah, usually I have it way more together than this, and I apologize. Okay, that's kind of a fucking lie. (laughs) (laughs) No one's had anything all together for about the last 13 months, so I'm not going to lie. Yes, you're a champ. Uh, Me and Joe used to run a podcast, too. And we did this for about 22 or 23 episodes, I think. We did not make it very long. Uh, and we had it on Spotify for a bit and whatever, but one, the, the trouble that goes into this is insane, especially the time, yeah, the time it will just the editing alone. I, I edited most of the episodes and ours were an hour and a half sometimes. And I'm sitting there like, and that's two hours of editing right off oh, the bat, yeah. right uh, off the bat. You have to listen uh-huh. to it through so many times. And it was just like, so very uh much respect you for doing what you're doing and how long you've been doing it and all of that i mean it's you, literally in march of 2020 because things weren't fucking weird enough and i was only able to do like one episode a month because people didn't want to interview nobody knew what was going to happen to music so they were real hesitant and they didn't want to release stuff in the middle of this dark t- i was oh it was a pain in the ass and now all of a sudden as we've come out there's a I were I spend more time on this than my regular job. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, and I'm so ready for a dive bar and some karaoke guys. I don't know about you, but like I really just want to play a game of pool and get kind of drunk. Oh, she's That's all I want to do. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a KJ on the week. Yeah. I run I run karaoke at a bar in Oregon City on the weekends. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, and you guys but, are in Portland, right? That's right. That's right. Didn't you say one of you were going to Italy? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I am. Why? And I am jealous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife is a um, she's a nurse uh, in the military and she okay. got ordered. So, yeah, uh, it was kind of a surprise. They came out of nowhere. We just had the opportunity. So, um, yeah, she's there right now and I'm going to catch up with her hopefully in about three weeks. That's awesome. Very excited. Check out all the sites there. When he first told me the news, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, super excited for you. Also, like, please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, we, you know, with technology today, and we send sessions back and forth already. There's no reason to worry about anything, you know. We'll send our files back and forth to each other, write our music, do our thing. Yeah, I was going to ask how you were going to do that. Yeah, there's nothing stopping us from doing what we want to do. And and the fact is, is, you know, if if it gets to the point which which our our goal really is to get a deal. I mean, we want to mm-hmm. we want to get a deal and and put out some real some real records, you know, but I've never felt ever in my life that it was possible uh, like until this. We put out this product and I and I knew, OK, it's possible. We can definitely it's just a matter of who and when and. So you're wanting to, are you wanting like a big label or are you wanting to kind of stay independent and keep it low key? Oh, I want, I want big. You want big? I want, I want big. I want sold out amphitheaters. That's what I want. And it's one of those tough things where it's like, I still want, you know, I still want to keep our sound and be in control as much right. as possible. But like, I know that there is a point in time where an opportunity like that, you can't pass up. Oh no. Uh, but me and Joey have talked about it, and and if that deal comes around and he's in Italy, like they'll fly home. We'll do whatever we got to do to make it work. It's true. Well, I mean, that's the one thing we have learned during this pandemic is that you can still 
successfully write and do music from distances. Yeah. Thank God for technology. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And we, you know, we ran a podcast together, like I said, uh, mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 20 something episodes. And he was in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the whole time. So, I mean, I know it's possible. So tell me about Wild sometimes. I know that's going to be your second release. Yeah. Um, I think, what, a couple weeks ago, sent me an idea again. It's usually how it goes. David usually just sends me ideas, and then I go, oh, this is a good song, and then we write it. Um, or Joey, Joey in this case, is the dictator. I'm telling you. He, yeah. he will decide if a song goes out or doesn't. I swear. <laughs> I swear. You're like, how about this one? And Joey's like, no. Yeah, I swear. I'll send him an idea, and we don't do anything until he finds the one. Like, he'll hear the right idea and go, that's the one. And then he goes and, and like, paints over everything the right way. Like, Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I and, and to be honest, when he sent me the song at first, I was like, mm, mm. I don't know if this one's it, brother. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And, it, you know, once he's very persistent. So um, if he gets this <laughs> idea or this bug, he just kind of like he's like, no, it's a good song. I'm going to keep writing it. And I was like, OK, man. let's." And then, you know, he kept writing it and he sent it to me again. And I was like, OK, OK, wait, like maybe we got something here. And then, you know. Eventually, we got in there and recorded it, and he gave me the whole story and the rundown of the lyrics and, like, how it all made sense, and we tweaked some things, and we made a, I think we made a really, really good song. What's it about? Wild Sometimes is, uh, again, it's another kind of, like, storyline. Uh, this definitely has influence and background. I think. For sure. <laughs> me, me and Joey, were, we got into our own stuff in high school, you know? Uh, you know, we weren't we weren't new to the to getting wild sometimes or whatever. But this this song was really associated around the fact that we're realizing that we're old. Um, not to say you know forty and fifty year old, sixty year old. I'm not I'm not like shouting you guys out, but but yeah, I was 30, like, be careful. <laughs> at thirty, you do realize a lot. I, at thirty years old, there's a lot of info that comes at you at once, and that's you can't do what you thought you could anymore. And things start to kind of slow down. And one of them is partying. I mean, I know some guys that still get away with it, but majority of my friends were all down and out. And so this song is about trying to get that glory again and get the boys together and get wild. We're going to go out. We're going to party. But you learn through the story that plans don't always go as they may wanted to have gone, you know, and uh, it's a good song. Yeah, I think about 35 was where I was like, yeah, this hurts now. It's like, I cannot stay up till 2 in the morning anymore, folks. This is done. Unless I'm performing, there's no reason for me to be up this late. (laughs) I really enjoy my quiet mornings. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so old. But (laughs) I think I also partied super hard. So, yeah, I think and I think it's probably different for everybody, you know, just because we started when we were younger. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, I know people who don't really get into the party life until they're 25, 26. It's true. I, my bedtime is is nine, ten o'clock. Actually, my bedtime's all the time. Uh, if I'm on the I'm on the couch, I'm passing out. Like right. I can't watch I can't watch TV shows for very long or a movie. Uh, movies I never make it through. Nope. Uh, I'm just I'm a snoozer. So. Do you ever wake up from a nap and you're like, what time is it? What day is it? 
Uh, Did I, I sleep get, for 24 hours? Yeah, I mean, I get mad. Like, all I, fucking freaked out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I just get really mad, and I'm like, God damn it. Like, now I just wasted a day or something. And yeah, it's a bummer. But I, I'm, like, a terrible sleeper, so I'm always sleeping. So I think people will identify with that that song, a lot of us. It's speaking out to everybody uh, in a comedic way because everybody's got their stories. Everybody yeah. does. I mean, my parents, like, I, I, there are stories I'll never hear from my parents. You know what I mean? And and they probably went through some crazy shit. Plus, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just like this is that moment to just accept the fact that like. Even if you're old, you can still have fun. You know, you may not get as oh, yeah. wild or whatever, but you have memories and stories to hold with you till you're, you know, till you're gone. So, I mean, I still enjoy a good bonfire. Oh hell yeah, and I still enjoy ten beer bongs, but right, uh, no, no more than that. You know, after <laughs> ten, it's time to stop, David. <laughs> like, I cannot go any further. I like, cannot get more drunker. Yeah, <laughs> I get more drunker. Please stop. Uh yeah no I mean that's I Joey doesn't take shots anymore no, uh, no. they don't exist in Joey's world nah no. never heard of her yeah I I um I used to be like let's you know bourbon and coke and like all of that now I'm just like look I need one glass of wine and a shot of Fireball and I'm good uh, <laughs> you can do Fireball that's no, insane. I'd... Yeah, just no, a little would... just a shot oh it comes that's right back up. no that's way <laughs> not a chance. I drank that yeah. well, way too much in my Navy days. It's oh, Fireball. That's the. I feel like if I brought a bottle of Fireball to a party, people are kicking me out. Yeah, they're gonna get mad. Yeah, who brought okay. the fucking Fireball? <laughs> who brought this? Who, who fucking brought this? It's uh, so good. I did. <laughs> get him the fuck out of here. Go. Don't come back unless you've it, got it. Yeah, least stick him with Jaeger guy. Back. Am I out of touch with the new stuff now? No, no, you're not. I'm, dude, there's so many. I see girls at the bar. I, maybe it's a girl thing now because I see a lot of girls at the bar. Yeah, it's cinnamon. It, it tastes nice. Yeah. But it still burns like a motherfucker going down. Yeah, well, it, like, that, it's, it's, it's fucking syrup is what it is. <laughs> Straight up fucking fire. It's cinnamon, cinnamon syrup. <laughs> That's either gonna, I'm feeling attacked, guys. <laughs> yeah, come out of your mouth or your ass that night. <laughs> either way is going to feel fucking awful. So, yeah. See, it's never done that to me. But I'm not getting junk, drunk just as like a couple glasses of wine, then I take a shot, and then like later on down the line, I, I do like another shot. Yeah, it's, see, okay. I'd, be walking, I'd be walking past you, looking at your drink and going, what a fucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> what a boss. Her night's fucking wrecked. No, no, no. It doesn't get wrecked. Because you you have to spread it out. You can't, like, I, I'm, I'm getting old now. I can't, like, like I'm like, I got four hours, and then I got to go to bed. So I'm going to do these things. I'm going to sing a couple songs, play a game of pool, and I'm out. I'm done. I had to pussy out, too. I, I, I'm a screwdriver guy. I mean, that's about as, as sugary. Those are good every once in a while. Maybe I mean I used to do whiskey cokes all the time, but like Oh yeah, that was my fallback in my twenties. Yeah, it just gave me a fat belly and heartburn. Really, because it gave me fantastic memories. Some of them <laughs> that I remember. Oh, oh hell yeah, they did. Great memories. <laughs> For sure. Or like Jaeger bombs. I used to like do Jaeger no. bombs. 
See, that's some syrupy gross shit right there. Yeah, that's fireball. No. <laughs> fireball is like Sub Zero and Scorpion. Like, they're, it's the same. It's the same. Evil. No. Just it's the same evil. Yeah. It's the same evil. Yeah. Well, my evil tastes like yummy cinnamon, and yours smells like <laughs> shitty licorice. It does. Yes, it does. <laughs> like a 19 year old. Frat boy is what it smells like. <laughs> now was in the man cave the Saturday evening. Invited all the guys to the crib with some cards and a little bit of drinking. One of them spoke up, said we do this every weekend. We used to raise hell when we were kids. I said, how about this? I think we're aiming for a long time. Crazy ride. Going out with my baby. Time of a weekend. Hoping that we can get to bar too. No time for slow eyes. No eyes. Can't make it out tonight. No sleep until we see sunshine. Me and my friends, we can get a little wild sometimes. Game shots for me and the boys we can get started. I remember doing beer bongs out in the yard at a favorite party. Shotguns in the back of a pickup truck. Me and my gang turned the radio up. I wanna feel now like the way I did. So how about this? I think we're aiming for a long night, crazy ride, going out with my baby, time of a weekend, hoping that we can get to bar two. a video for the second single closer to the end of this month are you uh, and yeah we before joey leaves yeah Correct. yeah we got to do it before he catches his plane so we we uh got got the shoot booked and all that and uh oh so we're going professional oh yeah look nice we this is this is on a serious note because i'm feeling very silly we're having a fun time but on a <laughs> really serious note 
I meant what I said to to how serious we we're taking this one very very seriously. So we're putting a lot of not only effort and time and all that, but what a lot of people don't know unless they do music like this is like this is an insane amount of money. It costs an insane amount of money. You know this this idea that people can just get hooked up with things and whatever that's false. That's not how it works. Favor for a favor. That's not that's not how the industry works. It's it's do you have enough money? Then we can get this done, and it doesn't matter who you are. So, you know, when you really really care about this kind of stuff, you're putting in your income. I mean, I've, yeah. I see like I know guys who got like big time hobbies, like they collect things and they and they build things, and those guys spend a lot of their money on these hobbies, and that's just what it is for me. This is my I want to give it everything I got opportunity that I I never got to do before. Like I, so you're like real I, serious. I quit, you're I you're really ambitious about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going I'm going full time. I want to do this and really, really put all the effort that I got into it and really, really, really make this work. a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really is. So um, a lot of work and a lot of money. It is not. I mean, just this pot. Like I said, I've spent I don't know how much on this, and I've made forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's why. And I that's laugh. not even that's music like, because I've been playing with music since I was twelve. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you just work hard, and you're incredibly ambitious. And frankly, you have to be annoying. And I wish somebody had told me that when I was eighteen. You're gonna have to be fucking annoying because <laughs> it would be different if I was persistent and annoying. So it's exactly. good to hear that. Luckily, Joey met me, and I'm fucking annoying. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Joey's like, oh, my God, they said no. And David's like, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Actually, it's hilarious. Joey's Joey's kind of like my coach on the phone. He's like, I'll tell him, nah, this is how it's, this is how they said it would work out. And he's like, well, tell him that we're going to do this then. <laughs> and, then and then if they don't do anything, then we'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, uh, so Joey's really the hard ass. I'm just, I'm just the the messenger. That's true. I mean, I again, that's that's what kind of makes this work so well is, me and Joey are both capable of writing great songs on our own. You know, we don't, we wouldn't need each other necessarily to do those things. But to go to go further with this, it takes it takes some guts and it takes things that if one of us lacks, the other picks up really well with to get a lot done um who would you say you're most inspired by musically i don't know i i think probably what i've listened to the longest and what i've probably taken the most from is just a pop punk band called the wonder years um they're my favorite band of all time they their singer um he just writes really relatable really just like it he puts you in a situation where like you know exactly what's happening like you don't have to imagine anything in the song because he know like he, you've been through it you know mm-hmm. you've experienced it so it's more of like his writing really hits home with me so it's like something that i want to emulate and try and be better at is making my music more relatable and not just personal uh, my dad raised me on classic rock and prog rock and all that so i mean like the bands that i grew up listening to uh like i would say probably like the eagles is is got to be like my if i had to pick one i hate having to pick one so terrible 
But the Eagles, uh, they are, I mean, any musician knows when they hear those guys watch them live, they are perfect. They are the epitome of perfection. Vocal harmonies are, they're heavily driven. Their, their melodies are incredibly written. You are talking six individuals and musicians that are five stars by themselves. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't beat that. But their arrangement and the way that they they do those things, I take a lot of that to heart, uh, making sure that the song, you know, with them, their songs, they always kept you, no matter what. 10 seconds in, 20 seconds in, those oohs and ahs and those the guitars that came in were just so gorgeous. You, they kept your attention. You know, I try really hard to emulate that kind of thing and, and keep the listener entertained throughout the whole time. Have you guys been able to play anywhere uh, with all that's been going on, or have you kind of been sort of stuck? Uh, we haven't played anywhere. That's I think that's why we've been trying to do um, like covers on YouTube and, you know, try and be engaging in that sense, just because we're not able to, you know, be out right now. And it's not as, you know, until everybody's vaccinated, it's not super safe for people. So um, just to try and stay engaged, I think doing the uh, cover videos on YouTube has definitely kept us busy. What advice would you give somebody who is wanting to, to pursue a life in music? Don't. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> Don't. Uh, That's competition. Yeah. Oh, no, come on now. This is an independent musician. Just kidding. No, I, I uh, honest, honestly, anybody that wants to or or thinks about music in that way or anything, I, I highly encourage, no matter what, music, without music, for me, it's my therapy. I'm like a crazy person. High anxiety, heavy depression, you name it. Music is, music's my therapy. It's what keeps me going. It's what pushes me to, to do the things that I do, gives me ambition. So anybody that ever even even decides or remotely thinks that music is a direction for them, uh, I implore you to follow that as much as you can. You know, obviously not, not everybody's story ends the way that, that it, you want it to end, but it doesn't mean that you don't chase after happiness. You know what I mean? And, and especially in this world now, us as musicians and artists have more opportunity than we ever have to make a living off of our music without being signed to a major or getting worldwide distribution. Um, I know plenty of, of small-time musicians that are strictly working for themselves via YouTube or whatever doing doing their music and 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 it's 100 percent independent exactly they don't they are their own boss anybody can make a career it's just what direction you want to go in and how you want to do it but we're we're the country of heavy innovators now i mean when it comes to online influence so anything can be done you're not gonna you're not gonna lose anything by trying no, no. If you saw my resume, you'd see like how many jobs I've worked and tried and been in and out of because I'm. I, it took me that long to really figure out like, okay, music is what keeps me, you know, happy and nothing else is. Time to time to chase it and give it all you got. I think the biggest piece of advice I could give somebody that's just starting out or is thinking about doing music is probably with those early, early songs that you write and 
you know, all those things. You, you know, you put your whole heart and soul into it. This is your first song. You think it's you're trying you're trying your best. And if it if you don't get a good reaction off that first song, that doesn't mean you quit. Um, I think I'm proof of that. You know, if I would have just quit after that one guy told me my voice sucked, you know, I wouldn't have met David and I wouldn't have made a lot of the music that I've made up to this point in my life, you know. It doesn't matter. Not everybody's going to be your biggest fan. Some people aren't going to like your music, and that's okay. That's Music is subjective. It's not something that everyone has to like. But don't get discouraged just because one guy says that your voice sucks. Keep going. Yeah, never give up. Do you guys want to plug any of your social media before we, we hop off here? I guess, you know, we're right now we're really big on, on Instagram and TikTok, at SideChainTheBand. And we're trying to just keep a relationship with our audience as best we can right now. If you've got requests for covers you want us to do or anything like that, we'd love to hear ideas. We're always trying to do new things for you guys. But yeah, you can catch us on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Those are really the three big ones for us. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. I appreciate you. All right. You as well. Alright everyone, that was episode 32 featuring Sidechain. I want to thank those guys for agreeing to do an episode of the show and I wish them the best and hopefully we will get to do an update episode with them uh, later on down the line. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to Sound Pollution, not only on whatever listening platform you're using, but also on social media. It does help me. And remember to be kind and make some noise.